The Marlins get the dub in dramatic fashion. Jesus Sanchez with the salami prevention in that ninth inning. Bases were juiced, just one out. Ejuanio Suarez sent one long. Sanchez said, no, not today. The Marlins hang on for the dub. They get out of Seattle with one win and two losses. In reality, that felt like a win. This could have been a sweep. But the Marlins find a way to get it done. Heading over to Washington. Tons to get into after Yuri Perez goes six innings for the first time. And today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England. Welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, of course, guys, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you're listening to the pod, hit subscribe. It's available everywhere. And, of course, it is your team every single day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. It's a UK-friendly recording. Sun is shining here. There is a YouTube channel, guys. Head on over to there also. Hit subscribe if you can. I it's my call out to you guys. I was looking at the, the YouTube subscriber rankings in the NL East. And Lockdown Marlins is trailing way behind the Mets, the Phillies, and the Bravos. Come on, guys. Head on over to there. Hit subscribe. You've got the graphics, too. You've got the visuals. What more could you want? Um, before we get into it, guys, this episode is sponsored by our good friends over at eBay Motors. A championship team is about... Each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, guys. What a game last night. West Coast baseball. It's tough, right? Really tough to consume. Particularly, think of me as a U.K. fan. It is a real tough stretch. I'm so glad that I don't follow a West Coast team. It's almost impossible, to be honest with you. But boy, oh boy, for those that stayed up or got up to watch the end of the game, what a dramatic finish in that one. The bases ended up juiced. One out, Ejuanio Suarez came to the plate. There'd been two errors in the inning. I think it was charged as a second error to Arias with a throwing error. Definitely one error on Arias, so... The bases were juiced, one out, Arias, his head, had, his head had gone. He lost his head, you know, uh, a, a misplay with it, you know, off, off the glove and kicked it around the infield. Then a dodgy throw over to Wendell. Wendell couldn't keep his foot on the bag. You were thinking, old Marlins, here we go, this could be trouble. Big hit here, game on, right? And there was a big hit. It was a laser. Jesus Sanchez went up and gave it a huge grab. There was a guy behind him with a glove. He was thinking that was landing right in his glove. It was a legit salami robbery. Immense from Jesus Sanchez. He was pumped. He turned around to the crowd. He was getting them pumped. Well, maybe they weren't pumped, but there was a few exchanges, let's say. Next batter came in. Lines won equally straight at Jesus Sanchez. So back-to-back glove work there for Jesus. And overall, not just Jesus Sanchez, but a glorious day for the Marlins outfield with the glove. Jonathan Davis equally was absolutely sensational out there with the glove. Great to see. Great to see after what had been 
a pretty rough series for the Marlins, both offensively, defensively pitching. It had just not been good. But what a way to finish. What a way to get on the plane and ride over for an off day. <coughs> Pardon me. Over to an off day in Washington. The boys can rest up knowing they got the dub in dramatic fashion. And I think the off day comes at a perfect time. It's tough. These three city road trips are tough, particularly when you're going back and forth in time zones. It's so tough, right? Um, and so the Marlins have that to deal with. They head over to Washington, reacclimatize. They'd have got in late yesterday, no doubt. Reacclimatize, get ready to go. Three game series against the Nats coming off this victory. And actually, they should. It, it should just create a whole host of momentum. The guy should be feeling buoyant about that series. Played the Nats once already, swept them. In reality, this Marlins team should be looking for the same thing. If they sweep the Nats, let me just call it out right now. If they sweep the Nats, they will be 10 games over 500. 10 games! That would be absolutely wild. Not even at the end of June, they've already reached double-digit games over 500. I'm not predicting that at this. What are you talking about? Of course I'm predicting that. The Marlins are going to be looking for the sweep. Sandy Alcantara going in game one. If it's ground ball Sandy like we saw last time, then boy, oh boy, the Nats are going to have a real struggle and a real test on their hands. Um, the interesting bit is Luis Arias. It's fair to say he had his worst series in his relatively short Marlins career. Worst series with the stick. And then at the back end of that game as well, we saw the defensive errors too. Tough series defensively. Tough series offensively, <coughs> off day at exactly the right time for Luis Arias. Really is. And I'm intrigued to see. Maybe people are thinking about, you know, do you give Arias the day off on Friday? Let him have two days off? I'm not sure. I think Arias will want to be right back out there. He'll want to be facing the Nats. He'll want to be a catalyst, part of this team as they continue rolling through. The NL East looking juicy, of course, guys. There's a lot of, you know, the Braves continue to, to, to do well. The Phillies have hit a nice little purple patch too. Um, but and, and the Mets continue to, to not look good, I would say. But right now, the Marlins four and a half back of the Bravos, uh, who are 42 and 26. The Marlins 38 and 31. Seven games over 500 with the Nats on deck. Um, looking back as well to yesterday's game, we're going to talk about Uri Perez. I'm going to talk him, though, after the ad. I wanted to just continue down on the offensive front, though, guys. So I'm slightly out of kilter here with this uh, with this rundown uh, and the agenda that's been posted here. But Jorge Soler, he's now hit his 20th home run of the season, 20 bombs up for Soler. And yesterday's was an absolute scud missile. It was so impressive, low, flat, just about had enough. It was kind of similar in some ways to... Suarez is one that didn't quite clear. Um, Soler just about put enough mustard on it to get it out, which was you know important at that point. Soler with 20 bombs. Starting to think about, we're already having this conversation about the all-star situation. As I mentioned, and to the everydayers, they will know this, mentioned it a few episodes back, Soler never been an all-star. There's a real big opportunity, I'd say, that Soler does make the all-star roster uh, J.D. Martinez will likely be voted in as the starting DH because of the fan base situation. Um, I'd be surprised if Bryce Harper, um, even if he is voted in Bryce Harper, which is possible because the Phillies voting you know should be strong. I'd be surprised if Bryce Harper 
um, decides to participate in the All-Star game. Um, you then got Travis Darno. Who knows on that situation? It's possible, you know, obviously he had some injury concerns earlier in the year, concussion, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Maybe Darno would be happy with the rest um, as well. <clears throat> it's possible Hoy Soler could be an All-Star. But I think the more interesting part here, particularly considering he's you know, second in Major League Baseball right now in home runs at 20, is <coughs> does Jorge Soler get the invite to the home run derby? Home run derby? Derby. Derby. The home run derby. I don't know. Pronunciation, right? English, American. American English. Same words, different pronunciations. Anyway, the home run derby, if he gets invited, is he going to play in that game? Um, for me, it would be an absolute hard no. Flat no. Listen, I'd love seeing Soler just light it up. He could absolutely do it. The dude is a monster. Um, but overall, what has been Soler's issue in his Marlins tenure here? Lower back issues. I do not want to see Soler trying to hit bombs for multiple minutes in a row. That is only going to lead to one thing, and that is time on the IL with a back issue. None of that. Soler needs to prioritize his time with the Marlins. He's in a contract year. Jorge Soler effectively in a contract year. He is opting out of this deal with the Marlins. There is no way Jorge Soler is going to prioritize a $1 million payout for a couple of minutes' work when he's got potentially multiple millions in play. If he ends up missing a ton of time because of the home run derby, then he's going to look pretty silly. As silly as me trying to pronounce the right way. I don't even know the way to say it. I've said it five times, and I don't know which is the right one yet. But Hoy Soler is so impressive for the Marlins. He's opting out, but the conversation will start to ramp up. Will Hoy Soler be an all-star? Also, will he be invited to the home run derby? <laughs> and will he participate? I think he will be invited, but I think he will turn it down. We'll wait to see on that one. Uh, guys, want to talk to you about our good friends over at Bird Dogs. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, it's that time of the year. Listen, there's a heat wave here in the UK. It's time for Bird Dogs. Um, no doubt about it. Um, they are, listen, the shorts are incredible. They are designed to fit, fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. They're designed to make you look good. Um, and these shorts, the bird dog shorts, do exactly that. Yes, sir. And they fit way better, miles better than regular shorts, and are made of a that are made of a stiff restricting cotton. No one wants stiff restricting cotton. No, you want sculpted, sculpted shorts to your body that look amazing, feel amazing. Just it's what you need, right? They also they use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Sounds amazing. Here's what you have to do. Get yourselves over to birddogs.com slash MLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash MLB for that free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Wonderful. They sound amazing. Absolutely need some bird dogs here. Okay, so Soler back, power trending. I did mention as well on Twitter the other day, it feels like, I mean, Gary Cooper didn't have a good day yesterday. A um, couple of opportunities and he, he wasted them. Um, but I must say, Gary Cooper in general, the power stroke has seemed to return a touch this year. Really has. And so I'm intrigued whether that is something he's actively been working on. Is this something that Brand Brown and the guys have been looking at and looking to make that adjustment to get the power stroke back for Coop? 
Is it just, is it luck? What is it? I don't know. I have to ask Sean Barrett. He's, you know, he's plugged in, but I'd be intrigued, you know, and, you know, I know the guys in and around the, the clubhouse all the time, be intrigued if we can try and understand that from Coop. Is this something he's he's worked on? Is, is it just happening? Is it a byproduct of just, you know, good at-bats? Don't know, but great to see from Coop. Um, let's talk about Yuri Perez. We have to talk about him. What a performance yesterday. A career outing for Yuri Perez. Six innings, firstly. That was the first thing. You know, when, as soon as you get into that fifth inning, you know, you start to think, you know, how long is Yuri Perez going to go? Particularly with an off day the next day, you know, you're thinking, is he going to get the quick hook? No, wasn't the case yesterday. He got full leash, in effect. He ends up going, well, six innings, which was a career high. Um, equally, I must say, so let's just go through the numbers. Two hits, one walk, uh, and six Ks. So absolutely stunning. His ERA now is down to 1.8. This is absolutely insane. He ends up going 93 pitches as he finished the fifth. You're then thinking, is that it? Is that it? No, came out for the sixth. You're then thinking, is it Braxton Garrett vibes where he maybe gets one more hitter and then he's yanked? He gets the full inning. And to be honest with you, his sixth inning was probably his best. Yesterday's outing for Miri Perez was his best. He's been stellar thus far in the seven starts, 35 innings worth of work, the seven starts, um, and the 1-8 ERA. But yesterday's, I think, on the road, in Seattle, coming off like back-to-back days with the Marlins have been completely obliterated, particularly by the long run ball. Um, the long run ball? The home run ball. The long ball. <laughs> They've been obliterated by that in the past couple of days. Uri Perez was absolutely unfazed. Two hits, one walk, six Ks. Job done. He's sitting at four and one, Uri Perez. He's only pitched in seven games, seven starts thus far. Um, when we look ahead before... The All-Star break, what does his next starts look like? Um, I want to talk about whether they will look like that shortly, but let's just assume business as usual. Yuri Perez remains in the rotation, and uh, it's a five-day cycle, five-game cycle. So next on deck for him would be at home (coughs) versus the Blue Jays. After that, likely then also at home versus the Pirates. Um, So Blue Jays and Pirates, both clubs, you know, pretty good clubs. They're going to be a test. You then get into a couple of games before the All-Star break. Um, so he'd then be facing the Bravos on the road and then back home, potentially against the Cardinals. So Cardinals, Braves, Pirates, and Blue Jays, potentially all on deck here for Uri Perez. All tough tests. And after that point, what's he going to be? Let's say 55 innings, 55 to 60 innings by the All-Star break. Um, if he continues on this path and things go well. Firstly, the question I wanted to ask, and I think we should be asking, and it's a conversation I want to start and have started already, is could Yuri Perez even be an all-star in 2023? That sounds pretty ludicrous to throw it out there, but listen, he's been the Marlins' best pitcher. He's probably, you know, been the best pitcher for a good amount of clubs. Um, I need to dig into it and work out where other, you know, what the other candidates are and who they could be. Zach Gallen clearly is one of them. Um, but, you know, is this, is it possible? It probably isn't. He hasn't probably done, you know, had enough innings. But let's say Yuri Perez goes 4-0, 3-1 in those next four games, all against playoff teams, aspirational playoff teams. I know the Cardinals are having a bit of a rough stretch of it right now. 
But let's say, you know, at that point, his, his, you know, his record sits at, what, seven and two? He's got a sub two ERA, having thrown, yeah, 55, 60 innings. The Marlins are 10 games over 500. He has to be in contention at that point. The dude is 20 years old. He's only just turned 20. No one else is doing this. No one else is doing it, even the guys that are being paid big dough. Many of them don't have these types of numbers. Uri Perez is doing things that haven't been done. Maybe, you know, this is Jose Fernandez territory. And when we look at those numbers in the early starts, Uri Perez has outperformed Jose Fernandez. Crazy. Also said it this morning, a little bit, you know, hyperbole, maybe. Getting a bit hyped after seven starts. But Sandy Alcantara and Yuri Perez, it could be the best one-two punch in baseball right now. And for the next five years. Who knows? Who knows how this goes? But as a Marlins fan, and, you know, we've had Sandy emerge. To see Yuri Perez emerging and handling things as he has done thus far is just truly incredible. It just, it blows me away every time when I look at Yuri Perez, how composed he is, how good he is. And, and actually, like I said, yesterday was his best outing. The changeup was was there for the probably the first time, I would say. Some big strikeouts on that changeup ball, which is great to see. This is just mesmerizing for Yuri Perez. And he should be in the conversation for the All-Star game, which is wild to say. Some people say, well, not enough innings, and I get that. I completely get it, but the story is incredible. The production is incredible. Let's see how he does in his next four starts. The Marlins will then have a decision to make post-All-Star game because I don't think Trevor Rogers is going to be able to make it back. I don't think Johnny Cueto is going to make it back. We'll wait to see what happens with Eddie Cabrera, too, with this blister issue. Mentioned with Sean Barrett yesterday on yesterday's episode that it's possible the Marlins wouldn't make that move right now. If there was a move to make, they'd, they'd sit and wait on that. But it is possible that maybe there's an IL stint required here just to let Eddie kind of recover from this blister because otherwise it's just going to be there nagging and you end up with a three, four inning start over and over again, which overly isn't that productive. So a few weeks ago, it felt like the plan was pretty clear. Craig Mish was talking about the plan with Uri Perez. It will be when Trevor's back, Uri goes down. The good news is about planning and plans is... They can change. That's the good news. And I think these plans are having to change, not only because of the situation we're seeing with some of the other guys, but the fact that Uri Perez is the Marlins' best pitcher right now. They needed a big win yesterday. You know, they were spanked two games in a row. Lozado and Eddie couldn't get anything going. They needed a big dub. They wanted to end the tailspin there and then after two games, two spankings. That you know, Yuri Perez stepped up and delivered in that spot. So critical, so so critical to win that game. Momentum booster heading over to Washington, and that's what he's delivering. You can't send him down at this point. I know they want to manage his innings, but at this point, the Marlins need him. They need him, and I hope that he doesn't end up getting sent down. Almost at the end of uh, time for this one, guys. But I did want to just give some love to Jonathan Davis. I briefly mentioned it earlier in the show. But Jonathan Davis, uh, you know, effectively a no-name guy that the Marlins traded for, the Kimang, you know, sent a you know, prospect for it. And I was like, what is this trade? We have to call it out that, again, this is another dub of a trade. 
And okay, maybe the bat has cooled off since cause. I get it. But the reason they traded for him was the center field defense. And yesterday it was on full show. Full show. Great to see. I think he's been a real nice addition. I think equally he's going to stick around. Like when they work Jazz back, it's clear that this kind of turf toe thing is probably going to be you know niggling issue rest of the year. Um, maybe even longer for Jazz. So Jonathan Davis, I think, provides that that defensive, you know, fourth outfielder situation. Um, you know, it feels like Garrett Hampson, uh, it, it's kind of cool to touch with him. Davis, I think, is a better defender. And so I think there's a role here for Davis the rest of the year. And I think Kim Ang should be applauded for making that move, prioritizing a glove, going to get in a glove and making it happen. So you have to be impressed with that. Overall, what a dramatic victory. What a win. What a moment. What a play from Jesus Sanchez. Some would say the play of the year. I would say that too. It's right up there, no doubt. Play of the year, potentially, from Jesus Sanchez. The Marlins get a win on a series where they were massively outplayed throughout. They looked a touch tired, to be honest with you. And I think it was just a huge boost to get that dub yesterday. Um, Nick Fortes as well coming through. I didn't even mention Nick Fortes. Um, some people were giving him some serious slander yesterday on Twitter um, because there was an at-bat during that game, which was extremely poor, where it was a 3-0 count, and then somehow he managed to end up being struck out looking. I don't know how, but but either way, he ended up coming through um, with a big hit in, in, you know, in that game, adding in some insurance runs. They, they weren't necessary in the end, but they could have been. They really could have been. So for me, massive momentum-boosting game. Uri Perez with his career day. Career day for Uri Perez. You know, he's going to be at the All-Star break having pitched 55 to 60 innings here with the Marlins, in my opinion. They have a decision to make potentially after the All-Star break. But for right now, you just keep riding this hot hand. And then when there's a decision to be made, we'll wait to see. The plan has changed with Uri Perez, and he will be up, I believe, at least till the All-Star break. Luis Arias looked tired. It was a frustrating series for him with the bat. He looked tired. He looked mentally drained a touch in the back end of that game. Um, the off day, I think, comes at the right time. I think we see Arias back in the lineup again on Friday. The Marlins are looking to continue their momentum here. This momentum they picked up with this big dub in the way they, they picked it up. They're looking to continue the momentum and go into Washington and sweep the Nats. If they do that, they will be 10 games over 500. With that being said, I think it's the perfect ending for this episode. Thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day, guys. Of course, there will be an episode tomorrow. It's a daily pod. So I'll look forward to seeing you on Friday. See you then, guys.